Hello fellow adventurers and welcome back to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I am an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. Today I want to dedicate myself to the topic of complexity in board games. The motivation for this topic today is that I recently had the feeling that my auto battler game is a bit too complex. Therefore, I have thought about where the complexity in my game comes from, but also um, where the complexity in board games in general come from and how the complexity is perceived by the players. I also want to talk a little bit about the difference between complexity and depth in board games. And of course, I want to discuss some measures I could take to reduce the complexity in my game. So that's a lot I want to tackle today, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Before we really dive deep into the topic, let's um, yeah, maybe define a little bit what I want to talk about. Because I know that there is a difference between, let's say, a mathematical complexity and perceived complexity. So when you are... Um, Yeah, searching the internet for complexity in board games, um, something that you are going to find is um, or are a lot of scientific articles that deal with mathematical or computational complexity in board games. And what they try to do is they try to calculate the complexity um, yeah, mathematically. And most of the time they um, do this by... Um, um, calculating the possible decisions. This can, of, for example, be displayed as a decision tree or so. But I do not really want to, yeah, to talk about mathematical complexity today because I would probably not understand all of it and because I think it's not super helpful um, for us as, um, let's, let's say, normal game designers. I am more interested in, in the perceived complexity. Um, of players and uh, of game designers because that is something that we yeah that we can easily craft and that we can influence as um, as game designers and it's yeah it's more or less our job to yeah to manage that complexity during the game and um, when it comes to my own designs they can quickly degenerate into complex monsters um, and that is I think something that is true for a lot of game designers and also um, yeah, maybe particularly true for card games because um, especially during the design process um, there might be many things that sound interesting and that you want to try and um, if you have a card game there is a little bit of space on each card that you can yeah that you can mess around with you can add in a lot of rules text to those cards they can um, they can expand your Your initial rule set that might be yeah quite simple, but then um, if you add just a tiny bit of additional rules text to to each of your cards, um, and you have hundreds of cards that can, as mentioned, easily degenerate into a complex monster. And I have the feeling that this happens to my designs um, all the time, and um, 
yeah, that's uh, more or less the reason why I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the topic of um, complexity and um, how I can manage it um, as a game designer. Another topic that I probably have mentioned here on the podcast before is game depth. And um, I think the those both topics, um, yeah, they fit quite well together, depth and complexity, because a lot of people will interchange depth and complexity, but they are not quite the same thing. Um, because in my perspective, it is the designer's job to get the maximum amount of depth out of the minimum amount of complexity. That means my design goals often are to increase game depth but to decrease games complexity on the other side and um, if you want to define it depth is um, more like let's say the number of different possibilities and um, meaningful choices that a player has within the um, within the rule set of the game and meaningful choices in that sense um, can be very different from individual to individual because players must recognize the different choices they have. So that is also the difference to mathematical complexity because not, um, not each and every choice will be, yeah, will be um, present to all of the players. As a result, for me, depth is also dependent on yeah, a player's mental capacity to, to recognize and to process all the different options. If players can't really think about, um, about all of their possibilities and come up with meaningful choices, that is not part of depth for me. Um, another very important aspect of depth is that players should be able to to learn from the outcome of their previous choices that means for example if when i combined two cards and they worked quite well together in the last game um, there's a good chance that they will also work in 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 the next game however of course the situation can be completely different um, and it's just a data point that those two cards worked well together but um, at least that's something that um, that i learned from the um, from the previous choices so a game with a lot of depth will give players a lot of potential options and will give them the kind of feeling that there's always something more that they can explore, that they can learn uh, from playing. And um, there are a lot of different strategies um, over the course of the game and um, um, yeah, different tactics that they can, that they can use to, to win a game. Complexity on the other side isn't by itself a good thing because it creates mental burden that is put on the players by the game and its rules. Um, complexity for me is all of the data a player has to store, all the rules that a player has to process um, and all the calculations they um, a player has to make in order to yeah in order to make those meaningful choices, um, and the the biggest problem with complexity that I have um, and I really like complex games by the way um, is that it creates high barriers of entry for new players because there's um, if the game is complex players typically have to learn a lot of uh, new rules and they. 
have a high learning curve before they um, before they will be able to play the game. Okay, what that means in general is that we want to yeah increase depth and to decrease complexity. But in order to um, to achieve depth in games, we often need some kind of complexity because of course all the games need rules, all the games need um, um, need the players to do certain moves to calc to calculations um, and to remember some kind of data or data points or to, to combine different information in order to form a strategy. All that is complexity for me. Um, so what this means is that complexity in a game is some kind of tool or a resource um, we as designers um, can use to create depth in our games. But we have to use it carefully um, in order to achieve depth because um, complexity is some kind of yeah, finite resource um, that you can use to pay um, to achieve depth as I just mentioned um, and a game for me is really at its, at its highest point um, when it is uh, when it has a lot of elegance design in it and What I mean by elegance design is that it is able to um, create a deep um, feeling, so depth in a game, with low or medium complexity. And that is the overall goal that I want to achieve with my games. Um, I want them to feel deep, but I want them to be at least accessible. That means um, that I don't require my games to have no complexity at all or low complexity i'm absolutely fine with medium complexity um, but your goals might be completely different maybe you want a game that is um, super accessible or, um, a party game that everyone can learn in in a few minutes um, or a children's a kids game that um, um, also the smaller ones um, can, can learn quite easily so that goal might be a different one for for you okay now that we have the difference between complexity and depth out of the way and we know what we want to achieve um, I asked myself the question what actually does it mean that a card is complex um, I just had that feeling that my game in general was a bit too complex but um, I had that feeling that my rules were not the root cause of the problem. Um, I had more of the feeling that the cards themselves were a bit too too complex. But um, what does it really mean that they were too complex? Um, when I thought about that, I yeah I stumbled um, over um, an. A very old article from from uh, Mark Rosewater, and he defines three different types of complexity in um, in a game. And I'm pretty sure that this these types um, they are not applicable for all kind of games, but they definitely are applicable for um, strategy card games and definitely for um, turn based strategy games in general. Um, so they were yeah. Quite perfect for my situation, and um, he defined complexity in a game into three categories. The first one is comprehension complexity. 
The second one is board complexity and the third one is strategic complexity. And um, comprehension complexity um, is pretty much, uh, it means that um, players need to understand what the card is doing. So um, question that you have to ask yourself when you um, look at your cards through the comprehension complexity lens um, are questions like, are the rules clearly explained on that card? Or do the players have um, yeah, the complete context to understand the card? Or do they really need um, maybe other cards or other rules or resources to understand the cards? This type of complexity really has to do with players understanding what the card does. And there are a lot of factors that um, can have an impact on the comprehension complexity. Um, Maybe the easiest one um, are keywords. I love keywords and I produced a complete episode about keywords. But um, oftentimes a keyword without some kind of note what the keyword does um, makes it more complex for newer players to understand what the card does because um, context is missing. They need um, the rule set to understand what that keyword, keyword stands for. Um, of course, there is on most um, new card games there is reminder text that ex explains what the what the keyword does. Um, but there were times when when on cards the um, no no reminder text was printed, and that was kind of a of a problem for for comprehension complexity. Other things could be that the text is just too long or um, confusing for players because it messes with other rules and players do not know which um, rule is superior, for example, or um, it really adds a complete new aspect to the game, which is very complex and um, players do not really get it in the first place they just don't understand how it works and that can also be the case when players um, expect something differently because they might have seen it from other games and they are used to to it for example i'm just making this up again is um, when you um, write on your card um, that tap the card to do something or exhaust the card to do something so yes those words um are kind of ingrained with players of the of the card game genre. They expect to um, rotate the card by 90 degrees or less or more um, to to signal that the card has been used. Um, and if you, yeah, for your in your game, this means something completely different. This can of course um, also um, have a negative impact on your comprehension complexity. The second. Um, kind of complexity is board complexity and um, this kind of complexity is not about what the cards can do or what the text says on the cards but rather about how the card interacts with um, other cards um, while it is on the battlefield that means if there are a lot of dependent interactions um, between cards on the board this can um, also increase your complexity um, by a lot. And um, that can sometimes be just one or two cards that are on the battlefield that can be combined with so many different cards um, that 
complexity just skyrocketed. And um, that is also um, a problem that, if you see, look at it from the mathematical point of view, um, creates a lot of additional decision trees sometimes, or branches on the decision tree. And um, this is something that is often difficult to um, identify when you just look through your um, your cards list um, card by card because it's uh, really dependent on the interaction between cards and that is um, often sometimes that just comes up when um, certain cards are played together or certain components in your game are played together um, that might come up only every 10 games might maybe only every 50 games and um, that is something that is not so easy to figure out on your own but something you will probably see during um, during play testing of your game one example that came to my mind was um, everdell as a game i wouldn't say that the cards in everdell are complex i'm on the opposite they are rather easy and straightforward but during the end of the game um When the boards are quite large, every player has 10 to 15 um, cards um, in their small city. They, Some of the cards can become complex because they can interact with a lot of other cards on the board. Um, for example, um, you could copy one green card. Um, and if, let's say, each player has seven green cards or so and you play with with four players, um, that means you have um, yeah, 28 options that you can choose from and that um, increases your uh, board complexity by a lot. And if you have a, um, some cards that really um, yeah, interact with a lot of other cards on the board, that can um, definitely increase your board complexity and the overall complexity of your game. And the third um, type of complexity is strategic complexity. Um, and this type of complexity is um, about understanding how to use your cards in the best possible way. And that kind of complexity is what really goes into the area of depth in card games. Because you ask yourself questions um, whether or not to use the card right now or do you wait for the um for the long-term advantage um, instead of playing the card um, now and immediately and um, sacrifice that resource for later um, and you might ask yourself um, if it is worse to to wait to draw the um the the card that you need to combine those two cards to get the most out of it or do you do you need to play it right now to yeah to survive until um, um in, until the end game comes and you might have a chance to win with your game um, and this complexity really is all about uh, maximizing um, a card's usefulness and um, it has a lot of lot to do with understanding the um, the pace of the game the tempo of the game and um, um, the current situation are you in the defense are you in the offense um, of course it depends on the kind of game you play but um, in these typical in the is in this dual card game battling games um, you often have to make these kind of choices um, and for example Gloomhaven, you have to make the same decisions um, because um, cards often are a resource in those games and um, if you have um, 
you, in, in Gloomhaven, you have two decisions to make. You have to decide um, if you want to use the top or the bottom of the card um, and if you want to use the card um, right now in this situation or if you want to keep it for a later situation. And um, those kind of, um, of decisions um, lead to strategic complexity. But when we look at those three different kind of complexity, um, comprehension complexity, so what does the card actually do? How, how does a card work? Then the board complexity, um, how, in, how does the card interact with the, all of the other cards on the board? And then the strategic complexity, how to use the card, when to use the card, um, how to maximize the effect of the card. Um, when we look at those three different types of complexity, um, we can see that they are not the same. Um, because comprehension complexity and board complexity, they can really be a problem for beginners. And strategic complexity, um, yeah, it is not such, such a problem. Why? Because Oftentimes, beginners do not really see the strategic complexity um, because it requires a certain amount of knowledge about the game and all of the other cards and components that you can combine the cards with before you really see and understand um, what kind of um, strategic decisions you could make. Um, this means when your goal is to make your game more accessible, you do not have to take care so much about the strategic complexity, but you have to, to take care a lot of um, a lot more about um, comprehension complexity and board complexity, because this is um, are the types of complexity that can overwhelm um, the players when they start out learning your game. So if we um, define strategic complexity as depth that sometimes is um, even hidden, um, we come to the same conclusion that I made before, that we would try to com want to try to reduce the comprehension complexity and the board complexity, but we want to keep the strategic complexity, the depth in our game. Okay, but yeah, then how do we really get to this elegant design that is not too complex but still um, has a lot of depth. So I asked myself how to reduce complexity and um, I'm not really sure if I really want to reduce complexity overall in my game but I want to at least I want to double check because complexity is as mentioned it is not always a bad thing is this uh, just it is the resource that I want to spend, but I want to spend it really carefully and I want to manage it. So um, what you can do is you can, of course, um, look at your, um, well, the design, the, the layout, the user interface um, that, the, that the players um, um, come in contact with, so the card layout, for example. You can... Um, Try to reduce the elements players have to memorize. Um, so by giving the players the opportunity to work with the information that is presented instead of having to remember a lot of stuff. The easiest example here is um, to write reminder text for, um, for keywords that helps players to, um, to learn the game and um, to have everything um, on the card itself um, without having to know much of the 
of the context of um, of that card. And of course, you can um, you can create tutorials for your game um, that will. And by that you can really craft how players learn your game and that can reduce the amount of data that they have to know in advance um, which might make it easier for them to process your rules without changing the rules altogether. Um, Because a good tutorial in my eyes can really reduce your game's perceived complexity. It might be as complex as it was before but um, a good tutorial might um, per- reduce the perceived complexity um, for each player, um, and then I have um, yeah two two aspects that um, I think are very good. Um, the first one is how Magic solved it, um, and they did it by hiding complexity in rarity, um, and they called it in that time they called it the New World Order, and. Um, it really what it what it what it what they did is they decided that they do want to reduce complexity um, in their common cards and that are the cards that are um, um, that players at least the new players have most often because if you open a booster pack most of the cards will be commons um, that are the cards that you see the most often in um, in when you draft the game and. Um, yeah, by reducing the complexity um, in the common spot, they um, reduce the complexity, especially for newer players that might um, play mostly with commons and um, they probably do not have um, access to a lot of um, uncommons, rares and mythic cards. So what they really did is they did not reduce the complexity of the game and that is very important. They only shifted the complexity from the cards that um, are quite often in the game to the cards that are less often in the game, to the uncommon slot, to the rare slot, to the music slot. That means that it is very, very important to have a core basic set of cards that is very easy to understand, that is straightforward, um, that is simple and understandable for new players, as well as um, players that might be more experienced with your game. And that is an easy task that you could do right now. Go through your list of cards um, that um, appear most often in your game and try to simplify them as much as possible. Boil them down to their bare essence and see how they will make your game cleaner. Because, as you know, good design is as little design as possible. If there is something on the card that is not necessary, take it away and see if your game still works. And then do not take the complexity away. Just put it on um, on the other cards that might um, come to your game in round two or three or um, that um, might be um, appearing less often. Another thing to keep an eye on when you look through your list of cards is um, cards that require additional bookkeeping because that also creates a lot of um, board complexity. Um, if there are cards that um, need to um, need additional tokens um, to track their process, for example, um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that those cards cannot be fun or so, but they should probably not. Um, be the card that um, 
that you have most often in your game. Maybe they're a little bit more um, rare and um, come up less often. So they, they could be um, something that um, yeah people are looking out for because they are special. Um, because your goal should be to reduce bookkeeping um, because it, this is typically not the fun part of the game. Another aspect of um, yeah, hiding complexity instead of removing complexity is hiding complexity in variety. Not in rarity, as we discussed, but in variety. And one game that does it, this quite well is Dominion. Um, because um, yeah, with all the expansions, Dominion has thousands of cards, um, but you typically only play with a handful of them. Um, and That means in order to um, understand the game or to play the game, you do not need to know all the cards. Um, you only need to understand the cards that are um, on the, in the market and um, how they interact to, yeah, to form your, your strategy. And that means that the, that the game typically has some kind of medium depth, but only, um, but also light to medium complexity and um, if you would have to to learn hundreds of cards and all of them could be combined the um, the board um, complexity would be incredibly high and um, the game would definitely be much more complex and um, yeah at the end less fun for most of the players um, and yeah by instead relying on a relatively small number of mechanics and cards um, per game um, you can you can easily decrease the the board complexity so when you have the feeling that your board complexity is too high but you don't want to get um, rid of some of your cards because you like the um, like the combination of those cards um, and the design of the cards it might be an idea to add some kind of variety to your game um, in order to um, yeah, reduce the board complexity. Or it's what also could help is some kind of um, constraint that um, you can only have a, a certain number of spots. Um, that's something um, Everdell did wonderfully great um, because um, you have a, a limited amount of cards that you can have in your small um, village. Um, And um, if you were allowed to have more cards, the board complexity would um, increase by a lot. And um, yeah, by adding this little constraint, the board complexity is um, yeah is kept um, in an in a range that is um, good or okay for most players. Um, yeah, and um, that's pretty easy thing to do um, to, to, to add that um, that constraint to a game. So what I really would advise you to do is to go through your list of cards or components and um, think about um, each individual card or component once again um, and think about its complexity. And when you do that, um, you should also have in mind um, that the complexity that you can spend on on those um, components or cards um, is limited especially in uh, for those cards that um, come up rather often and um, you should have some kind of key focus um, that you want 
to use your um, complexity for. That could be a certain theme that you want to um, deliver with the, with the card or special um, um, yeah flavor that you want to deliver with um, with a yeah a certain color or um, faction and um, that might require a bit of complexity to do so. So the finite um, complexity that you have should be spent on um, on delivering the the theme, for example. Or you might have a, a, a certain combo pieces in um, um, on your cards, and therefore you might reserve some kind of of complexity to deliver that. As mentioned, ask yourself how difficult this card is to understand. If you have to read it more than once or give it to other players and if they have to read it more than once, um, when they look at it the first time, um, consider reworking the text or um, putting it to um, a higher rarity or to reduce the, uh, the number of appearances of, those, of this card or those components um, in your game. Um, and then ask yourself how much interaction does this card have with other cards on the battlefield um, does this card really make you re-evaluate all the cards that um, you then have on the battlefield or that you have um, picked before in a draft for example like it is in my game the easiest question to to find that out is really um, to ask if that card has the ability to affect um, um, a high number of other cards um, or permanents in your game. And you can also think a little bit about um, whether or not this card um, adds extra strategic um, complexity because um, sometimes um, it makes also sense to increase strategic complexity um, a bit for the more experienced players to, to create a little bit more of depth to those um, uh, to those easy cards something that can only be uh, be seen by players that are a little bit more experienced than the others but this is this is something that is um, not um, yeah entirely necessary in the first step when you go, go through your cards list but um, something that you should keep in mind for yeah maybe for the later stages of the game design okay that is yeah everything I wanted to talk about today i found it quite helpful to um yeah to go through my list of cards with a, another lens um i took off my game designers um hat a little bit and stopped thinking about um cool combos and um nice interactions and um fancy fancy um abilities on cards um and instead put on my um yeah my game developer's head and um yeah just try to reduce complexity um wherever possibly possible or um to shift complexity um to the cards that um yeah do not appear that often in my game so if you enjoyed that show, please, please, please leave me a feedback um, by rating my podcast on um, iTunes or by sending an email to marvin at nerdlikeaboss.com or um, yeah, just reach out on um, any of the um, social media platforms out there. You can find me by um, searching for um, the hashtag nerdlikeaboss. Okay. Then, until next week, keep shooting for the moon and 
Nerd like a boss. Goodbye.